Welcome to Unity of Fairfax, a positive path for spiritual living and spiritual center for education, practice, and service in Northern Virginia. We hope you find inspiration in this week's message. What would I do today if I was brave? I'd be standing up here. (laughs) Got a story for you. After an intense high-speed chase, an officer finally gets the lawbreaker to pull over. The officer walks up to him and says, you know, I was originally pulling you over to tell you that your tail light is out. Why did you take off like that? The guy looked at him, he says, well, Last week, my wife ran away with a cop. (laughs) And and I was afraid that you were going to pull me over so you could give her back. (laughs) Why do I even tell these things, you know? I just, I don't know what just just comes to me. I'm, 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 I'm living in some big magic. Welcome to Big Magic. Creative living beyond fear. Reverend Russ has been speaking about big magic for the past few weeks now, and this morning, we have arrived. I'm blessed to have the opportunity to begin our Big Magic Sunday um, with our talk today, and I and Amy Conley and, um, and another group will meet on Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., and another group will meet on Thursday evenings at 7 p.m., and our Our um, Comunidad Hispana group will meet on Saturday. So we have plenty of opportunities for each and every one of you to jump in and take this deep dive together. Ernest Holmes, the founder of uh, Science of Mind, he wrote in the Science of Mind textbook, worry, fear, anger, jealousy, and other emotional conditions are mental in their nature, and as such, are being recognized as the hidden case of a large part of the physical suffering to which the flesh is heir. My talk today is titled, Scary, Scary, Scary. There's a light in each of us, at the core of our being, which is just waiting to expand the light, to expand that light which shows the way forward to creative experiences that can bring us such joy. Elizabeth Gilbert, who wrote the book, Big Magic, Creative Living Beyond Fear talks about creativity not just as an artistic or musical or physical athleticism, but any activity as an expression of joy outside what we consider our daily routine. 
expressing our creativity brings us joy. Elizabeth tells the story in a book of a friend of hers, a woman who, when she was young, really enjoyed figure skating. As she grew older, life happened. She graduated from school, got a job, developed important relationships in her life. And when she looked up, 25 years had gone by. At one point, this woman began to feel just heavy, just, it's just a weight on her. She began to feel kind of drab. And she asked herself, when was the last time that she really felt light and joyous? The woman said she thought about it. And she remembered back when she was young that she absolutely adored figure skating. Well, she decided at this point in her life that she would start skating again. She dedicated herself to figure skating and began to experience that joy that she felt as a child. She took a lot, it took a lot of courage for her to change her hours so that she could had time to practice at the rink in the morning before work. She hired a coach. She ignored the voices in her head that said she was out of her mind. She tamped down her self-consciousness about being the only middle-aged woman on the ice rink at the crack of dawn with a bunch of nine-year-olds zipping past her. It was very scary. Fear. I was taught that fear stood for false evidence appearing real. False evidence appearing real. How many times have we told ourselves, I can't do it? Or when have we said, I don't want to do it? When deep down in our hearts, we really do want to do it. Elizabeth's friend didn't quit her job. She didn't sell her house. She didn't give up her relationships. But she continues to go out and skate three mornings a week because skating is a way for her to unfold a certain beauty and transcendence in her life which she cannot seem to access in any other manner. 
She would like to spend as much time as possible in this state of transcendence while she's still here on the planet. A creative life is an amplified life. It's a bigger life, a happier life, an expanded life, and a way more interesting and, and a way more interesting life. Living in this manner brings forth the jewels that are hidden in you. We all have the opportunity to express this sort of creative living. Now, I know for me, when I was a kid, living over where I grew up over near Mount Vernon, I had a great time riding horses. Now, I'm a critter person. So when I first started riding horses, it was about the critters. It was about being with the horses and around the horses. And then I decided, well, let's, let's learn how to ride one. So I had a great time being around the animals, learning to care for them, feed them, bathe them, train with them, train on them. So I enjoyed that experience until I went away to college. So I went to four years of college. And then I graduated from college and I went on to, ha to have a job for a few years in Ohio before I went on to have a job in, in California. So my life had taken off. My life had started moving and I had to keep up with it. So my focus at that point was keeping up with life. But a few years after I'd gotten to California and had gotten in the routine of my life, one of my friends came to me and said, you know what? I want to go learn how to ride a horse. And of course, my eyes popped right open. She says, you want to go with me? Well, okay. She started talking my language. So I made the time adjustments in my schedule. And getting back with the animals and meeting new people became a whole new creative experience for me at that point in my life. My day-to-day -day routine was putting up with cranky actors and cranky directors. My, my routine at that point was keeping on a schedule and, and, and making sure that audiences get in and out and into shows. I mean, my life was one of these hamster wheel things by that time. And so when she came up with the idea of let's go ride a horse I thought, okay, I had the best time when I was a kid doing that, let's go. So we did, we started taking lessons at a stable that was near Griffith Park. And so we got a chance, we had to take care of the horses. Now this is the fun part. You get to take care of it, you get to feed it, you get to ride it, you get to pet it, you get to hug it, and you get to walk away and go home and let somebody else pay for its upkeep. <laughs> what somebody told me said, to that, the happiest moments in some people's lives is the day you sell your horse and the day you sell your boat. But anyway, uh, I'm digressing here. Uh, so it was an opportunity to meet new people at the stable, to, to ride the horses, to be able to get my hands dirty, as they say, get my boots dirty, 
muck stalls, have a good time. That was my outlet. Elizabeth wrote, creative living is a path for the brave. We know that when courage dies, creativity dies with it. We know that fear is a desolate boneyard where our dreams go to desiccate, meaning dry up, in the hot sun. Now, I remember when I first started riding horses, there was some, there was some fear involved because the animal was bigger than me. And I, the one thing we always had to keep in mind was that there was a live bee, you were sitting on a live being. And it had its own mind, it had its own idea of what was fun, it had its own fears, and our job was to learn about it and how it functioned so that we could communicate, as I say. So there was, there was fear. And fear can keep us awake and it's always with us and it can be used as a companion. Fear can lead us to create, it can also lead us to create very stale, dry and boring lives because if we're afraid to expand our lives, so we go nowhere and we do nothing. So fear can move in. When we get creative, fear goes, hmm, let me think of a reason why you shouldn't do this. So what is the difference between bravery and fearlessness? because it takes courage, courage to go out and expand. So what is the difference between bravery and fearlessness? Bravery means doing something scary. Fearlessness means not even understanding what the word scary means. In all reality, we do need our fear for some reasons, reasons of basic survival. Spirit and evolution gave us survival instincts. This kind of fear flexes, keeps us from le leading what we call short, stupid, irresponsible lives. We would be walking into traffic we would be exploring bear dens. We would be marrying the first guy who brought you flowers, candy, and a great dinner at a restaurant while in this, he was saying at the table that he really didn't believe in marriage. So fear can protect us. Fear can wave, wave the red flags to get our attention. Or, or and, Fear can, fear can also lead to a high-speed chase where the cops are, you're afraid the cops are going to give your wife back. That can happen too. Um, Elizabeth writes, your fear will always be triggered by your creativity. Because creativity asks you to enter into the realm of uncertain outcome. And fear hates uncertain outcome. Fear will always believe its job is to protect us and keep us safe. So, it appears that we're going to have to learn to live with our fear. 
as I would say, we learn to cohabitate with our fear. Our fear and our creativity do go hand in hand. We must be aware that we cannot kill off our fear. We can't just tell it, 86 it, ignore it, make it. We can't just kill it off. If we attempt to do that, we can end up inadvertently killing off our creativity in the process. So we make peace. We make space in our lives for our fear. We must give our fears some space to stretch, to breathe, and to live. And if we relax, our fear relaxes along with us. We can acknowledge and allow our fear to be with us with the understanding that it does not interfere in our decisions. It does not interfere in the direction we choose to go. It does not have a vote and it does not approve or disapprove our actions. So are we ready to take a breath and breathe into our courage and also allow our fear to go along with us? Are we willing? And you know, my definition of the word willing is saying yes, whether you want to or not. But are we willing to allow our experience to be scary? We all have treasures that are hidden within us. And bringing those treasures to light takes work and faith and focus and courage and hours of devotion. You all have heard me say many times, becoming a minister was not on my list of things to do. It wasn't. So how did I end up here? Some jewel within me said, move. Metaphysics came into, was introduced into my life and my curiosity got the better of me. My courage woke up and said, explain to me this concept of one God, one life, one presence, one universal consciousness. Somebody explain this to me, and I wanted to, to know more, and I wanted to know more. And I wanted to know more. And during the time I was doing the majority of my studying, I was also dealing with a health challenge, a chronic health challenge. And so at that time, I had the energy, physical energy, to go out one night a week. And I went to class. Because I know that when I left class, I felt better than I did when I went in. So something was working. 
Something was guiding me. Something was pushing me. My curiosity got deeper and deeper. So I just moved in that direction. And so as I was, my spirit was getting fed, and as my consciousness was expanding, and as I was growing in my own recognition of who I am and what I was capable of, I found myself standing at a precipice when time came to take exams. It was the big leap. That was the courage leap for me because I didn't get in this thing of going to class every night to become a minister. That wasn't what it was about for me. It was about going there, learning this teaching, and as I learned the teaching and worked the teaching in my life and understood these principles and worked these principles in my life, I felt better. Healing was taking place within my body and my mind and my soul. That had nothing to do at that time with being a minister. Until one day I asked myself, well, if you love this so much, and you find it easy to share it with people who ask, why not make it official? Why not go take the exam? Why not go get the credential? So I did. And then it began. So I said yes to that huge big idea. That piece of big magic in my life shifted me completely. I grew up a Baptist, went to church every Sunday as a kid in Alexandria. My dad in hand. And so my consciousness began to expand. There was more to God than what I had learned as a child. So that's my story. That was big magic, huge magic, working in my life. Charles Fillmore wrote, True courage is not bravado. It is not nerve, nor is it indifference to suffering. Courage is not generally estimated at its true value, because we do not understand its spiritual quality. True spiritual courage will lift us above any hindrance, even that of a confusing conscious, consciousness that refuses to remit past sins and keeps us in a state of self-condemnation and remorse. True courage looks to God for the solution of every problem. Are we willing to look to spirit? Are we willing to expand our creativity? Are we willing to allow big magic to be at work in our lives? So I invite you to join me as Reverend Russ and Amy guide us deeper into the big magic of our lives.
Are you game? Do we say game on? Because we are not getting any younger people. So it's game on. Because with God, all things are possible. And so it is. Thank you for tuning into Unity of Fairfax podcast. You're welcome to join us live in Oakton, Virginia, every Sunday at 11 a.m. Or view our live stream services from our website at unityoffairfax.org. We appreciate our donations to support this podcast to make our message of positive, practical spirituality more accessible to all. See you next time.